0: Well, it's another Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM, and it's time to talk tech. Who knew? Yes, indeed. You're welcome. This is City Trends. the show today we are talking about mark tech what is that very very good question and we are hoping to find some answers to it and then also get a sense of you know what the kenyan tech ecosystem and scene looks like some of the current trends that we should be paying attention to and then also really delving deeper into what mark is I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. You can be a part of the show with your thoughts on WhatsApp and Telegram on 549 986 Send your questions through and let's let's see if you are thinking along the same lines as my guest in the studio on the conversation today. Well, if you're ready, let's jump straight into the conversation for today. So, MarkTech. Um, I'm guessing that it is a marriage, as we've seen in other categories between marketing and technology. If I'm not too mistaken, um, that's just me thinking out loud. Just like we have EdTech and you know all of that. But what exactly is that? What's that concept? What goes into it? You know, who are the players? What are the new frontiers that are being conquered within uh, MarkTech and Really, um, how can you, for example, be a part of, of that ecosystem if you if you wanted to? How big is it globally and how big is it locally and how we can all be a part of it? These are just some of the questions that I have in my mind. And I happen to be seated here um, with a Kenyan. Um, it's not really we get a Kenyan on the show. Um, so it's it's nice to have a Kenyan. Last week, we... We spoke to an israeli and so this week we are going a bit more international and speaking to a kenyan um joe um, thank you so much for joining us on the show um for those who have no idea who you are um who are you and um, what are you doing in Ghana?
1: hi so like you said my name is joe Mbugwa. i know um, it sounds funny but um yeah i mean i guess that's what we face as africans we tend to think other African names are funny um, but yeah my my day job um, I'm actually the head of uh, tools and tech um, I'm expanding my scope to Africa I basically started in East Africa nights moving international now into Ghana we're having launched a platform um, just a few um, a few uh, weeks ago um, yeah so that's me.
0: I see. And um, what what got you into the space in the first place? Even before we get to your your definition and your understanding of what Mark tech is all about.
1: Um. So how I got into this space is purely because I was bored. I was bored of doing the exact same thing again. So in terms of my background, um, I started off in media planning. Um, I've done it for the last eleven years. Um, I got bored. I mean, it's the same old questions. Where's my strategy? Um, Why are we not on this radio station? Uh, Where's my schedule? Um, I I mean, and all those tasks are so redundant and you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So I got bored. And purely that's how I ended up in tech. I started experimenting um, with what we had within our global network, just reading about what's going on out there and I got so fascinated in terms of um, the landscape. So I was like, you know what, um, I'm not doing this anymore, so I'm jumping into tech. And I talked to my boss, and he's like, that's what you want to do in an advertising agency? I was like, yeah, but he's like, our core business is advertising. But I'm like, yeah, but look at the future, it's tech. And, and he was actually very understanding, and he's like, okay, cool. Tell me what you want your division to be named. And that's where my story began.
0: And he actually just gave it to you, gave it to you like that. It's it's always been one of the pain points for a lot of people within the tech space. You know, people come into the space and are kind of lost. They're not really sure, you know, where exactly they want to channel their energies. But it looks like you had a path and literally just applied the technology to it. And I'm guessing it's making you feel very, very happy today.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you have a supporting boss um, who's actually open-minded to actually open a company, fund the company and give you time um, in terms of your growth path, I mean, um, that's, that's actually fantastic because in most agencies you don't get that kind of relationship. I mean, with, with, your, with your employer. Um, I think the funniest thing that goes around our agency is, first of all, I look exactly like my boss. He's not my father, <laughs> that I'm, I'm sure of. <laughs> but the funniest thing is, he used to work with my father. Um, we used to both wear specs. And I think the, the, the longest-running joke was, every time we used to leave meetings together, some clients used to hold him back and they're like, Lenny? Why are, you being so, um, why are you bringing nepotism into this? Like, why are you employing your brother? It's like,
0: that's thought my brother!
1: <laughs> and I used to find oh, it so man. funny. So until one day, we're like, yeah, let's just deliver everyone we're brothers. I yeah. mean, because I people think, yeah. And I think having that relationship where even someone considers you as a brother, um, and then they're not even your brother, um, it sort of gives you some confidence in terms of... Um, you need to define your growth uh, plan right Mm -hmm. and even having that conversation and it's like fine I'll give you money Mm -hmm. at at the end of the day you've convinced me this is the future of the business Mm -hmm. and I think um, even having such kind of discussions we actually have a session every Friday within the agency where we do something called future casting now future casting is basically looking at where are we going as an industry uh, where is the advertising landscape going, right? Um, if, if you look at the Western countries, these guys are super agile. They're adopting technologies. But if you look at Africa, we're doing the same things we used to do 10 years ago, right? A media plan is a media plan. This system should have already been automated. And, 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 and that's what I'm trying to do within this industry. I won't even stop at out-of-home. My next goal is to actually automate um, the 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 above-the-line ecosystem, right? Everything needs to speak to each other. As we sit, all data points don't talk to each other, right? Everything sits in silos. Um, Yes, we've tried sort of bringing some synergies in terms of uh, making sure that the data is talking to each other, but we haven't perfected that. Right, and, and, and that's what I want to do for the African market Yeah, and not just in Ghana not just in Kenya I think more of the African market
0: I'll yeah. be coming to you more about some of you know, those key challenges that you find very common in some of the African markets that you've been operational in but finally on this on this pointer how important is it for for someone getting into the tech space to already have more or less like a passion in mind in terms of a clear goal of a solution, but then something that they are more passionate about. Because you often find people getting into the tech space from a money point of view, first of all, before a solution. So how does this get me money now and then maybe solve a problem for someone much later? How, how important is it to, 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 like you, have expertise in the field and then add the tech as sort of like an add-on
1: to solve some of the problems within the space? So passion is one. Um, Secondly, at least you need a believer. My boss was a believer. Um, I mean, um, testament to what I've just said. Third is you have to have a thirst for knowledge, right? Um, I've amassed a lot of knowledge in the last two years. Um, I've just been in this industry for just two years, and I'm and I'm starting to see things align, right? Um, I'll give you an example. Um, within uh, the mark tech sort of space, um, I think as of 2019, there are over 5,000 different technology companies trying to support uh, marketing from a mark tech point of view. That whole thing is super super untapped, right? Now, if you think about it. Most of those guys have no representation in Africa. As a way to start, and as a way to justify how you can actually get into this, start talking to these people. Do your research. Find out who they are. How can you flip the script in Africa? How is it beneficial to the African market? And I'll give you a case in point. Um, I got introduced to by the network to a company that actually looks after influencers, right? Um, and what happened is. I was like, hold up, this guys, the data, the data points is actually on point. It, it's actually very favorable to Africa. It just needs someone in Africa to basically fill in the gaps. Then the funniest story, um, I bought into the platform through our network. So I got it for a very good discount. I started playing around with it. I ate, slept the platform, right? I figured out the, I even figured out the back end I even told these guys to give me code like i I need to read the code behind it and they were gracious enough to do it then one day um i actually walked into one of my ex-clients right and i was like i have a platform that's very perfect for you guys use influencers this will be perfect what did they do they invited the rival agency so when they invited the rival agency that means you're being you'll be cut off from the business because immediately after my presentation the same same agency that had actually seen the platform way before than I had were like oh my god this thing can actually work for this market so they went behind my back contacted the platform directly and asked for a demo now luckily what I'd done is I'd I'd told the, the platform guys if anyone from Africa reaches out to you just let me know yeah so they flagged it. I'm like, yeah, this guy guys. I'm like, these sneaky bastards. So that night I didn't sleep. So the following morning, I went to my boss. I'm like, I have this idea, right? This is before now I even started this whole tech thing. I'm like, I have this idea. Remember the thing I was telling you about tech? I think I have an intro around it and we can actually make money. It's like, okay, hit me up. So, like, this is platform I've been working with. I mean, you've already seen it. So, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, what about the platform? I'm like, these guys, I actually talked to them. They don't have representation in Africa. It's so like, go on. What if we talk to these guys on a commission basis for every single conversion we make, we actually make a commission? It's like, set up the meeting. <laughs> of course. So, we set up the meeting with the CEO of the platform. Um The guys in Los Angeles, obviously, we have to find a time that works. The meeting took less than twenty minutes he 's like yeah i 'll draft up something by the following day because of time difference and how it 's working. We had already finalized on the contract. Now, the same guys would actually go in there, actually earn a commission from everything that they actually bring to the table so. So, again, it's, it's basically thinking outside the box. It's not how you can even create your own tech. But what are those opportunities out there? And how can you actually reach out to some of these guys? And find a local. Yes, and localize whatever they're actually offering. It's that simple. Yeah,
0: That's, that's, that's really interesting. Well, listen, you tuned in to 97.3 CTF. And this is City Trends. And we are having a conversation about Tech. Now, if you don't know what Tech is, well, you're probably like me. And that is the whole point of the conversation today. So, Joe, what exactly is MarkTech? What, what does it encompass? And
1: what, what are its various expressions, if, if there are any? So, MarkTech in full is basically marketing technology. So, it's basically technology that basically um, helps marketers um, either to automate, either to make better decisions, either to speed up what they do, to make them more agile, to make them, to make them more connected, um, to improve on their efficiencies as well, because that's one of the biggest uh, pillars. So ideally, yeah, I mean, we're looking at a landscape with over 5,000 and that was 2019, that's before the pandemic. Now, I'm sure people who are boarding their houses, yeah. there's probably so many other opportunities out there and it's gonna keep growing. Right. Um, so yeah. So if you look at it that way, it's basically anything that enables uh, marketing efficiencies uh, from a technology point of view. And and
0: by all intents and purposes, it looks like a lot of what we've been doing so far on the continent has been very manual. And and I'm just wondering, you know, how it's impacted the industry and and why we we need to start thinking more into the digital. I mean, because I mean, digital marketing has become one of the biggest buzzwords you know globally and even in Africa at the moment so I'm just wondering what were some of the what, what are some of the things that um, we are seeing now in terms of the trends that we need to start paying attention to within the market space.
1: Now if you look at it from a human point of view um, the goal of most multinationals is actually efficiencies. Now, when you bring efficiencies, what they do is they, um, they even algorithms basically look at um, redundant um, sort of roles, right? And and, and those uh, technologies help people remove those roles. More and more, the job market is actually shrinking. In Africa, I don't know how many times you hear news coming out out of Africa, or even globally, I mean, how jobless the youth are, And it keeps growing and growing and growing. And there are all these technologies that are actually enabling that. Right? Because purely what you want to do is you want to cut down on your overheads for you to make more profits. Um, From the agency world, um, because that's where I'm from, um, more and more, year on year, clients are actually cutting down on budgets. Right? But we keep getting more and more work right so if we never think about efficiencies from our end how we can basically do um work better and smarter rather than work harder i mean which are two different things it's basically embracing some of these technologies right and 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 and, and that's why my boss i actually believed in this because one you don't need many overheads I only have two people on my team and me that's it the platforms that i have super automated i don't need people right now that kind of business model makes a lot of sense to a business owner right less overheads and then more on the revenue right um by, like i was telling you my um influencer platform super automated all i have to do is just create the campaign the rest just connect the client, the client gets the reports. Client gets wow. the insights. Now imagine in, in the, back in the day, or rather well I'll call it back in the day because people haven't moved them. So my back in the day, how we used to do influencer reporting is you have to wait for the influencer campaign to end, ask the influencer to send you screenshots from their insights, mm-hmm. then collate all this in a PowerPoint And just give weather reporting on what they can actually see. But even with that, the danger with that is you don't learn. You'll never learn from those reports. Because with screenshots, I mean, that PowerPoint, you'll never look at it again. Now, with the platform, I get the historical data of all these influencers that I'm working with since they started their account. The data starts giving you and telling you, listen this this is the um, um, average engagement rate this person has ever clocked. Mega influencers are mega useless. Unless you have an awareness campaign, then probably. Mm. But if you want conversions, <laughs> you'll have to wait. Yeah. Right? Nanos. Very tiny. But it's if you think about it, um, and take a step back, influencers for example, and not actually influencers, think about social platforms. Actually, created for you and your friends, not for you and brands. So, what does the algorithm do? It focuses more on people. So, these nano influencers, yes, they do have private accounts, but to make a purchase decision, they'll actually believe that tiny person than a mega guy because they're like, yeah, he's paid, so why should we care? Yeah. So, again, even from a data point of view, you start seeing some of these things. We start running attribution models, um, affiliate, um, affiliate marketing with these influencers, and the data starts making more sense and more sense and more sense. Then you get deeper into the algorithms, understanding the different social platforms. I'll you, I, I went through a rabbit hole, right?
0: You can imagine.
1: Yeah, but what I've done is... I, Purely, I'm basically automating most of these processes day by day by day. But it's not a platform that I have to build. It's a platform you can actually partner with people.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and, and I, do, I do hear you on that. What 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 it, what it probably means is, instead of a lot of people, what a lot of people are doing is reinventing the wheel. Just look out into the space, find out what works in the space, commit yourself to at least learn about the solutions in the space, and then just apply it. Um, for, for For yourself, I mean so for for some of the other territories apart from Kenya um, that you probably have been working and in Ghana that you 've been in the last couple of months, um, tell us some of the similarities that you found um, in, 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 in between those those two tech spaces, especially when it comes to mark tech are there any <laughs>
1: we 're very similar um, we 're very similar um, In terms of non-adoption of tech, I think um, if you look at even social media, we had to do it because, I mean, you're being told it's working. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and it's the same across Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, And and why I like my Ghana boss is I think I talk to him every two weeks and it's, it's never about work. He's very clever. He's like, what are you working on? Like, what's, what's in the back and What's cooking? I'm like, yeah, I'm working on this. It's like, I want to see it, right? Um, and I think, and, and that's a beauty in terms of even why I'm here in Ghana and we're actually collaborating on some of these things. But within the agency space, we don't adopt tech, right? Um, and if we do adopt tech, then you hear excuses like it doesn't work for this market. Um, I've heard um, even with clients are you giving us more dashboards and yet we're trying to automate right? even the adoption is actually very slow and I hear it across I mean so many calls but we have so many progressive people out there as well Mm. Um, say for example Diageo back in Kenya they're always looking for tech opportunities all you have to do is just present Mm. and they're like they'll buy into the idea Right, and and I like such kind of people who are actually looking at doing di- things different, not just the same way we've been doing it. I mean, I don't have to buy a billboard just because it's bought like this in Ghana. Why don't I automate the whole process and 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 basically help my clients have like the view of everything in Ghana, right? And and see the all the opportunities that are out, out there instead of one singular view where it has to be done on PowerPoint has to be sent to the client. We have to go physically look at the site. Instead of you sitting on your desk and use your time better, more effective on other things. So yeah.
0: That's that's, that's a very interesting one there. But um, I guess my challenge now is, um, and and like you rightly mentioned, sometimes when you cross over into a very digital led sort of strategy in terms of your business, it does affect certain people in terms of employment. People who are not up to scratch in terms of their digital skills will definitely lose their jobs. That is a reality you kind of run away from. And so when you come into a space like, you know, the marketing space, there is a bit of skepticism, especially from a business owner, for example, who probably has owned his business for about 10 years, you know, latching on to a a digital first strategy kind of means that he's going to lose a lot of the people that he's been connected with for so long. You know, is there any way around around that conundrum for any business owner, especially in this digital age and especially within the marketing space? I, th-
1: I think what I would suggest is, I think people need to be very open-minded. I mean, um, you. so I used to have this boss, right? Um, taught me so many things and taught me how to be open-minded um and the guy told me listen i'm not going to be working here for for long so he had this thing his desk only used to have his bag right the bag that he carries from home and back his desk was always empty so one day i'm like okay boss what, what what's going on like can't you see how my desk is full i mean it shows that i work here it's like no 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 you're missing the point i'm not always going to be here right and was very content with that. It's like I'm not always gonna be here. Right? And and that got me thinking. That also challenged me. Mm-hmm. My desk is clean now. Which means I moved away from my cocoon of doing things the way they have been done. Media planning has to be done this way. Social media has to be done this way. And what I'll urge people is read. Get that knowledge. Right? stop thinking that's the only job you can do I moved into tech luckily I have a very understanding boss my job wasn't at risk but I got bored Um, and I what I would challenge people is just go see what's out there I mean the internet is wild wild right go see what's out there what can you bring back home right have a side thing just start experimenting I mean uh, the influencer guys we didn't have to invest anything. All we had to do is put pen on paper. No investment and instant income. And that's the biggest problem we have because we we want to do things that the way they've been done mm-hmm. instead of changing how things should be done, right? And that's why we have people who made sure we had the bulb. Otherwise, we'll be using a lamp. That's why people d- decided I mean, uh, the Mercedes guys, um, I remember their first car. People were like, hey, these guys are demons. Look at us now. Everyone has a car. We don't use donkey carts. Right? We need to challenge the norm. Um, We need to be open-minded. And to open up your mind, you need to immerse yourself in knowledge. Read. Just go out there. It's free knowledge. Free, free knowledge out there. Free courses. Jack, I've been here two years. I've been been doing courses, I've I've been experimenting. I mean, what you read, you apply, then you change what you've read. Um, Now I'm doing opinion papers, like back in Kenya, um, in terms of influencer marketing, because no one is doing it. And for me, I'm the first. We do have other platforms, yes, but the leeway is I have a license that can actually publish whatever I want from my findings. Um, A point of view on my market. So we have to change how we do things. Stop listening to people who tell you you have to do it the same way. Find a better way. Find a more effective way. At the end of it all, it's going to pay.
0: From a beginner's point of view, someone is listening right now and is interested in MarkTech as a concept, as something that they might want to pursue. Um, What are the various ways it expresses itself? Um, You know. Can you, can you give us some insight into that?
1: I mean, um, again, I'll go back to the internet. Um, just there's so many white papers, um, so, so many articles, blogs, in terms of what involves or marketing technology involves. I mean, from there, you sort of start getting a sense of the direction that you need to take. The free courses on things like Coursera, for example, I can help you get that knowledge, test that knowledge, then employ that knowledge. Um, The courses on Google um, basically touch on this. Um, There's so many courses on data. I I mean, understanding how data um, makes sense, how to make sense of data how to change some of these things i mean it's and like i said just go read be curious i mean curiosity is important so be curious see what's out there and you'll be on your way into into this
0: so one of the things about advertising probably outdoor advertising sometimes is measurement measurement is one of the key things you know i mean if i have a billboard somewhere how do i even measure how many people are seeing it in the first place you know and that is probably where a lot of people have a challenge, you know, with some of these um, forms of digitalization assets. Where walk us through, you know, some of the new trends or some of the things that are happening within the space that's helping, you know, um, agencies and advertisers to get more empirical data about how many people are actually interacting with ads and things like that on a daily, especially those that are out of home.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, good question. We just launched a platform um, called Abonten, um, basically means outside. I mean, that was a very, very clever name <laughs> from from the guys in Ghana. Um, and yeah, um, so basically, the old age question, especially when it comes to out of whom, was it's ungovernable. It can't be measured. Um, and, and again, I hate statements like it can't be done. I mean, I need to prove it to myself. It can't be done. It's taken me five years to finally figure out um, at least stuff from somewhere, right, in terms of measurements. And, and and you see, that that's the biggest problem we have um, within the African market. We're not patient. Um, five years later on, we've yes, we've gotten somewhere with some surrogate data that we're actually getting. Um, and, and the biggest thing is once you figure out how data starts making sense, right? even from a measurement point of view, and you start stacking up that data, the data starts making so much sense, right? So we started off by mapping, uh, actually using free data uh, that mixes, makes the, 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 the surrogate data uh, in terms of um, getting an estimation of how many people actually view your billboard. as your census data, free of charge overlaying that from a national level to all your district levels to all even your sub-districts all the way tiny down there now you have a, a baseline in terms of the estimated opportunities to make contacts with those billboards that's a base my second frontier is using cell technology now if you think about when you're making a phone call your phone jumps from one cell to the other right now within within the digital space so we've actually mapped the longitudes and the latitudes of the billboard so when that cell signal is jumping you basically make sure it, it made a contact with your longitude and latitude so I can actually attribute how many people with phones through this road actually made contact with our billboard I mean it's not perfect but mean, but you have to start from somewhere and it's basically building on those data sets. The technology is powering it to actually ensure that you can actually measure something.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow, um, listeners, uh, it's a it's a new it's a new world. Um, in case you haven't, it's it's a new world. It's a new way of thinking. And um, my my guest Joe is taking us through uh, the concept of marketing technology or Mark Tech, and especially about some of the traditional challenges um, that people within the marketing space have faced and what are some of the digital tools that are being used today to solve it one of them which he spoke about was Abunting which is mainly focused mostly on out-of-home advertising and and that sort of thing we know of course you know there are dozens of tools online for measuring everything from um, tv ads to whichever one it is but one for now I just want to shift into Getting a better understanding of what um, your experiences within the Kenyan ecosystem is like. Like you said, it was born out of a frustration, out of a boredom, and getting into the space. What has, what have you noticed so far about the Kenyan tech ecosystem? Because um, I'm sure you are a, a big player in it now, for, for obvious reasons, um, because of the direction that you decided to take. New frontiers for you. What what what? Tell us about the Kenyan tech ecosystem.
1: I like the kenyan tech ecosystem it's very vibrant very very vibrant i mean um so my so, so i'll give you an example um i have a tech uh, partner um the name is target so that that's the platform that actually powers the influencer stuff i also have someone within the same space in kenya who's actually creating the same tool. Hmm. right and and genius guys right um we have mobile money has basically shifted everything it's basically it's it's basically advancing our technologies because um, so I was even talking to my rival partner and he's telling me um, for example he has developers in Ukraine for example he has developers in, in Japan he has someone I don't know where and that just tells you And they're they're all working towards one platform, right? Um, And and it takes someone who's actually seen, okay, I can't do this, but there's actually talent out there who we can actually collaborate and and, and whatnot. He actually has a guy in Ghana working on the same platform. (laughs) (laughs) I remember meeting the guy. Um, So the tech space is actually evolving, right? Um, I remember uh, Uber came into the market so many other people came up with Hailing Riding apps, right? And they're like, okay, we can actually even do this. Um, even, you know, M-Pesa itself was was a local um, tech startup, right? Right now it's a giant. Um, then someone somewhere sat down and they're like, wait, I can actually cut, cut out the banks, especially on how they lend. So many lending apps are in Kenya. You can actually get... I can actually get a loan right now and I'm not even in the country. Yeah. Um, And it's those sort of... I think um, necessity is the mother of all inventions. And I think most Kenyans do... Well, a few, not all, but a few Kenyans are very um, inventive. But the tech space in Kenya is super, super, super vibrant. Like, I I hear so many kids developing things. I have a friend um, who actually built an AI tool... Um, that you can actually fit it in lyrics of your favorite rapper and it will actually spit out how you can actually sing like this rapper uh, I, I, dude like <laughs> the things I see and the things that excite me I was like yo <laughs> that's really exciting yeah I mean the things
0: people are doing with AI it seems, it seems like boundless almost you know it's it seems boundless and it seems it doesn't it's not tied to necessarily a profit making mindsets necessarily it's just literally about the passion to just make something work
1: correct correct and 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 you have all these kids having fun while they're developing these things i mean and 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 we we even have so many incubators um, for such kind of kids, I mean, um, I know some of them have do, have been doing um, unethical hacking I mean there's a school that's notorious for that in Kenya <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I mean but but you see some of the things that are actually popping up and and you're like, yo. And that's why Kenya has become a hotspot, especially for um, seed funding. Because there's so many people trying to make it out there, especially in tech, and trying to um, sort of come up with different uh, different things. Like the platform I was talking about, Wowsy, um, recently got a seed funding of, what, $30 million to expand in Africa. Yeah. So you can actually see there's a hunger for that in Kenya. Yeah. And I think it's the same also. I think it's happening in Ghana as well. Yeah. There's so many tech startups here as well. Um, you guys are also catching up. Nigeria is the biggest, obviously, um, followed by Kenya, then South Africa, then Ghana. But the appetite, especially when such kids see what, what's actually happening with these international guys coming in and funding... You they're super motivated. Mm. Super motivated.
0: Th- there's often this conundrum that a lot of tech startups face, which is, you know, do I stick with my idea to the end, or do I just cash out when the opportunity brings itself? And I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that.
1: I think patience is patience is a virtue. It will definitely pay off. I mean, um, I know the guy who started M-Pesa um, still has royalties till this date just sits there smiling all the way to the bank. Um, I know that, like, the wowsy guys I just mentioned, they didn't lose their business. I mean, there are different options in terms... Of, and, and, and that's why I keep saying um, you have to read especially... Well, as much as you're jumping into tech, look at the different funding methods, right? Um, how you can actually work out with these venture capitalists uh, and in terms of how they can actually... Um, make the make the investment and they'll cash out in like three or four years right look at those options talk to someone who understands finance right and see then how then you can fund your business and it remains your baby right rather than handing over everything because it's painful when you're looking at your product being developed and you're like that could have been me oh, hey, could have done it better oh, hey. yeah so, again look at your financial options um get someone who understands investments see i mean the different options and see then how then you can either retain your company if you want to give up your shares completely it's all up to you but just learn that whole process yeah
0: i mean so for you um abonting being launched in ghana i'm guessing this is something that's obviously going to go to some of the other you know african countries um what what's what's the next frontier for you what's 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 next on the agenda for you as as someone within the tech space as someone and you consider yourself to be young in the space but i mean if this is what you've done within this short period i can imagine what the rest of the the years look like T- tell us about what you're envisioning um for for the future of tech for yourself and for the future of tech in africa
1: <laughs> um so my ambition for now um, is actually to, 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 to look after the tech space uh, within my organization for the whole of Africa. It started slowly. I mean, right now Mr. International started in Ghana. Um, we're, we're rolling out in Uganda as well, um, Tanzania as well. Um, and, and I'm also working very closely with our hub guys in South Africa. So my ambition is to first um, look after the African market. Um But then also in terms of um, even tech investments and whatever, I'm a very spontaneous guy, right? Um, I mean, it tells you how I made a complete shift <laughs> just because I'm bored. Yeah, so I mean, its it's very spontaneous, but my my short term, I want to make sure that um, the company that I work for, I mean, we're in a good tech space, and we're way ahead of the curve, especially when it comes to this marktech um, uh, uh, ecosystem. And I'm actually helping everyone, each and everyone across Africa, where to get empowered, where to get knowledge, making sure everyone within Africa is connected. Then once we're connected, everyone is basically able to leapfrog to wherever i based off all the technologies that have been coming across. Yeah. So that's my short term.
0: Joe, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing um, these insights with us and all the very best as well moving ahead. Listeners, um, I do hope you've picked up a thing or two from this conversation. Uh, I do hope that conversation was as incredible and as eye-opening for you as it was for me. I do hope you learnt a lot from that chat. But then, hey, there's been a lot that's been happening in the world of tech in the past week, and I do think that it's time for us to just give you a quick update on everything that happened. Obviously, um, for those of you who um, follow Apple related news and Apple related products, I'm sure a lot of you had the opportunity to be a part of the WWDC um, event yesterday, and um, this is where you know that the the latest in terms of the thoughts of the um, Apple company basically we were brought to bear. So there were announcements about the new um, operating system for um, iPhones. Um, there was there were tweaks, of course, that have been made to the iPad OS as well. There were announcements about new MacBooks, the 13-inch um, and the MacBook Air. Um, And then, of course, um, certain tweaks, you know, and additions to the general um, Apple ecosystem, including um, some pretty interesting stuff about CarPlay. For those of you who um, enjoy using CarPlay in your vehicles, um, it's basically the, the whole idea is that there's going to be come to a point sometime next year where um, CarPlay is going to actually take over the entire cockpit and not just, you know, that little screen in the vehicle. I'm talking about tapping into everything from your speedometer to your fuel gauge and everything else. And I'm guessing these will be for vehicles that, you know, are from 2021 and above. But basically any vehicle that has Apple um, carplay integrated into it i'm guessing we'll have a taste of that but it, it, it looks really really incredible from um the showing from the showcase it was one of the biggest things for me in terms of um, the revelations from apple's event yesterday one of the other things i also actually got my attention was you know this whole pay later um, thing with, um, Apple cash or Apple pay, uh, Apple pay actually. So typically when you are buying something with your card, you know, you're required to pay then and then, but now you can actually automatically schedule the payments in about four installments of whichever. And, um, you know, when the time is right for the payments to be done, it will be deducted from your account, which I found, um, pretty, pretty dope. Actually, um, lots of other you know things were um, unveiled yesterday at the um, WWDC event, and I'll just be running through um, some of them. Just so for those of you who missed it, um, I think it would be nice to go over that. So there are, of course, there's iOS 16 um, with customizable um, lock screen, updated notifications, and more. And I like the fact that the notifications are now going to come from the bottom on your lock screen you're going to be able to customize your lock screen such that you know just like you do on your apple watch where you either swipe to the left or the right you can have different um lock screens you can change the clock you can change the kind of notifications that pop up Uh, i i I thought that was pretty solid in terms of the next phase of um, the ios platform and so for those of you who enjoy making modifications you know this is something that you can look forward to. Obviously, this has been something that has been existent and under it for quite a while. But you know, it's 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 nice to see it, um, coming to Apple. But then, obviously, with a few variations and 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 changes as well. Um, also, you can basically access live activities right from the lock screen. So, for example, if you are subscribed to, you know, gold.com or any of these other sporting apps and there's a sports game happening, you don't need to unlock your device to access the score. You know, you don't need to do that. You don't need to bother with that because it can happen right there and then from your lock screen. More, so much more. Um, one of the things that also really interested me was um, this nifty little thing about... You know, messages, you know, the fact that you can unsend, finally, you can unsend messages. You can edit a message you've already sent, (laughs) which I found pretty mind-blowing and mind-boggling. You can actually edit a message you've already sent, or you can literally just delete the message, um, which I found pretty interesting. Editable, um, texts are editable, and um, you can basically unsend messages. Apple Pay, like I said, you know, having a pay later feature, which was pretty um, solid, And um, safety check for abuse survivors. People don't talk about this enough, but I think it's worth um, highlighting. So if you, you know, typically if you're a family and you have these Apple devices, one person basically buys a plan and and rules the rest of the family onto it. So then you share all of these, all of this data. And sometimes there's a problem in the relationship. It's kind of difficult for you to... um, Get your information off the person's device, and so with safety check, you'll be able to actually do that you know, sort of resetting your life and moving on so that the person doesn't have access to any information about you, which I found um, pretty interesting. Watch OS, of course, you know, with um, new tracking features and things like that. Um, you know, people talk about the fact that you know the whole wearables ecosystem is getting a little saturated, but you know, with all these new watch faces and these new tracking um abilities so for example um the way y- your your running is tracked you know the moments when you're resting in between your running and things like that all of these modifications um were announced yesterday that we're going to be seeing in iOS 16 now um apple's fitness app is also coming to all iphone users as well so if you know you don't have the watch but you still want to find a way to manage and control um, your fitness or, or 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 monitor your fitness this is one of the ways and i found i i think this is pretty cool because it's kind of annoying when you go to the gym your watch battery dies and you know basically all the workout that you do can't be monitored in any way shape or form so having the, the health app on your watch being able to do on your phone being able to do that i think the fitness app on your phone i think that is pretty pretty solid of course Um, There were announcements made to Apple Home. I'm not sure how many people in Ghana actually use that. But one of the biggest announcements, of course, was the M2 chip, um, which obviously is an upgrade on the M1 chip, which was released last year. Um, And people talk about, you know, how big a difference is this from the M1 Ultra and things like that. Well, obviously, uh, there have been modifications that were made. The redesigned MacBook Air um, was also put out there, very, very light, um, obviously coming with the M2 chip. Um, I have always contended and still contend that the it bef- if you're considering getting a MacBook Air, personally, I would advise for you to get an iPad Pro. I, I just think that it makes way more sense for you to get an iPad Pro instead of getting a MacBook Air. But look, it is, you know, you decide which one fits you best. I just think that the iPad Pro offers you a little bit more flexibility um, than... You know your macbook air and you know sometimes it really packs a punch and um it's it's something to consider especially if you can do video editing on an ipad pro i really don't see why you should even bother getting an um an apple uh, macbook air and of course the 13 inch um was announced with the m2 and that was yesterday and big news um mac os ventura um add something called the stage manager for multitasking so basically once you launch once you have all these you know windows open um it, it becomes sometimes a bit difficult managing everything all at once now the stage manager it moves literally everything all the others um, windows that you've opened to the left, arranges them in a pretty solid, mm. n- nice, cascading sort of way on the left. And depending on the one that you want to work on, you bring it center stage and it takes up majority of the, of, of the space on your laptop or your desktop or later on on your iPad. And I, I thought that was, that was pretty in- incredible. Now, Apple Pass keys replaces passwords with your phone. So um, literally... Um, Any website, anywhere you're going to, anything that you're going to be doing um, with Mac OS Ventura, um, you're basically going to have um, support for something Apple calls Apple Pass keys. You know, for those of you who know Keychain, I'm guessing this is all part of um, the whole Keychain um, ecosystem. Um, And this is in Safari. So this new feature essentially replaces your password. So it lets you sign into various websites with just your iPhone or your Mac. (laughs) <laughs> pretty, pretty incredible. Um, continuity for those of you who have been using it. Basically, now um, it lets your iPhone function as a webcam. So, um, if you are not satisfied with the webcam that comes with your laptop or your desktop, as an Apple user, you can just you know flip your iPhone's um, assortment of of cameras in the back of the phone, and you can use that. As simple as that, you know be just because you're using continuity, which I found pretty um, interesting um, of course there there were qu- quite some others um, other announcements of course made on ipad um, os sixteen um, which comes along with the whole um, ios 16 um family but look these were some of the announcements that were made at apple event yesterday and i think they were pretty pretty solid um a good step forward for apple of course everybody gets excited uh, whenever apple has um, a, a new set of um, um, improvements to their devices and i think everybody can attest to the fact that you know if you are an apple user it's something that you can get um interested with so yeah that will be all for today's show i do hope that you enjoy the show you enjoy the conversation as well for those of you who want to get into marketing technology um, and and everything else look you know just get onto it enjoy it it's it's not every day you get the opportunity to use your skills or to learn new skills but there's an opportunity out there just dive in learn as much as you can and explore and make things happen till next week my name is philip ashon stay techy one. <laughs>